Business is brought to you by Audible.com. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Married with a Business. I'm Craig. And I'm Allison. And we're married with a business. We have a business, we operate a business, and we live together, and we've been married almost 15 years. Almost 15 years. We're coming right up on it next week. Next week, 15th anniversary. I know. So how was your week, Craig? You know, it's been an interesting week. So work has been a little more hectic. You know, we find that at the beginning of the year, um... People after Christmas, after people have been, you know, home for a couple of days, they start thinking about home renovations. That's what we do for a living. Been calling us. And on top of that, we've added in that we're in the process of hiring more people, too. Yeah. So we have just concluded our hiring process for a new administrative assistant. And I'm working on revamping our orientation process for her, as well as starting another hiring process for someone in our production department. Yeah. So it's it's just been really kind of crazy about reading resumes and interviewing people. And we've done it differently this time, which has been nice. But because of COVID, you know, we've done Zoom interviews as opposed to having people come in one time and then come back in for a second interview. And so it's been kind of interesting to to go through the process this way. Yeah, I think we did a really good job lengthening the process and setting clear expectations about who we are and what we do and what we're hoping this new hire will do. So I'm hoping that she comes and starts from a good place and that the changes to our orientation process will help set her up for success as well. And we'll see how this process works the second time around. Right. So it's super interesting. This week, Allison, we have some awesome guests on our show. Yeah. So this week we're being joined by Jennifer Smith and Kate Roth from Murphy Business Sales. And what they do is they help people plan to sell their business and help people through the buying and selling process. And in Murphy Business Sales, they kind of guide people through the complicated process and get them to the closing table successfully. But they also start helping people before they're ready to sell, make sure that their business is in the best position possible to sell. Yeah, it's a great interview. So here, take a listen. Here's Jennifer and Kate from Murphy Business Sales. We're here with Jennifer Smith and Kate Roth from Murphy Business Sales. How are you doing today, guys? We're great. Good. How are you guys? Good. We're doing awesome. Yeah. Thanks for coming on the show. We, we really appreciate it. Tell us a little bit about Murphy Business Sales and how you what you guys do. So at Murphy Business Sales, we uh, help people buy and sell businesses. Most people don't know the first thing about how to buy or sell a business. And so we guide them through that complicated process and make sure they get to the closing table. And I imagine that, you know, for most business owners, you know, it's something that they they think of sort of last minute. You know, they're at either a point in their life, an age or, you know, something. And then all of a sudden they're like, well, I've got to I've got to sell my business. I've got to move on. I want to I want to move on. Um, and how do they usually find you guys? What's the what's the best way for people to, you know, have do your clients find you? A lot of our clients find us through referrals um, specifically, but, you know, we work with clients throughout the country every day. So even though we're based in Missouri, we work with, you know, we were talking earlier, we've got a client in California we're working with and all over the place. So a lot of that comes from word of mouth for us particularly. And how did you guys start doing business sales? How did you start the company? Yeah, we actually started back in 2007. We were um, 
really focusing mostly on uh, business consulting, management marketing consulting. And um, very quickly, our clients started asking us to help them with buy and sell transactions to either grow through acquisition or to divest or retire or whatever. And uh, that's something that I had done in my previous life as a banker. I had bought and sold banks, um, but I didn't know the first thing about buying and selling a small manufacturing company or a service-based company or distribution business or whatever. And uh, so we went looking for a partner in that and found Murphy Business Sales. It's the largest business brokerage firm in North America. And uh, we bought a franchise and uh, created a model around that. So we've been uh, helping people buy and sell and and value businesses since 2010. And is it mostly small businesses? I mean, is it mostly like, you know, family owned and, and small businesses? Or do you guys spread the whole gamut of like all the way up to big corporate public, you know, traded companies? Yeah, so we're certified to do um, what are called main street businesses, which are small, uh, but also lower middle market up to about $50 million. Um, but I'll tell you that we really love some of the smaller deals because we get to work very intimately with the buyers and sellers. And uh, there isn't quite as much noise in terms of, you know, you know, teams of attorneys and teams of accountants and things like that. Um, we tend to, to gravitate towards some of the smaller deals, uh, call it less than about $3 million, um, just because we really like the people involved and we like seeing firsthand the impact that we can make on their lives and their families. That's why we love doing what we do because we get to see that impact of transitioning a business whether that's you know between you know from a parent to a child just going generational or if it's finding an outside buyer somebody who's always wanted to own a business and gets to buy one and then we get to watch that owner retire um and whether that means for them they get to go sit on a beach or spend more time with their grandkids that's that's why we like those types of businesses yeah no totally and and you know for us i mean allison and i so we're we're in our early four or early-ish i'm in my mid-40s you're in your early 40s we we're at that point now where you know we've ran our business for 20 years we know we probably have you know 15 20 years left of doing it. But we're starting now to think about, well, what are those next steps? And, you know, for somebody like us that might be 10 or so years away from um, selling their business, what are some things that they can reach out to you and, and talk to you guys about? Yeah. So, you know, whenever a business uh, is, is going to be sold, the buyer is really looking back three to five years right? So they want to see the last three to five years of financials, and they're looking at the condition and the way the company's been run for the last three to five years, which means you need to start staging that business well before that three to five year time frame, so that it looks and smells and acts and performs exactly how you want it to for that optimal buyer so that you can get top dollar. So even if you're 10 years out, there are a lot of things that you can do to start staging that business and preparing it for sale. Um, You know, some of the more common things are um, the business owner being too involved in the day-to-day business and they're working in the business instead of on it. And a buyer has a really hard time visualizing themselves sometimes stepping into that role for somebody that's been doing that role for for 20, 25, 30 years. And so during that, you know, that last 10 years uh, prior to sale, you want to really start thinking about how do I make this business as attractive to as many buyers as I possibly can? And one of those things 
happens very often in a closely held business is to start removing yourself slowly from the day to day, cross training people internally to do everything that you know how to do um, and making sure that the business itself is self-sufficient. You guys have a program called value coaching. Is that the thing type of things you talk about during those programs? Yeah. So value coaching is helping business owners prepare for sale, whether they're 10 years out or seven or five years or, or even six months out, it can still do some good. Um, but it's walking with folks uh, every month, every quarter, every year, and helping them refine that business and and transform that into something that's going to be uh, something that'll get top dollar down the road. What do you guys think the hardest part is for a small business owner when they're starting down this journey? I think a lot of them don't know where to start. Um, and how to get started or sometimes they start too late um, which is why we created the value coaching because it just would break our hearts when someone would come too late and we're like if they just called two years ago we could have helped them Um, but a lot of them you know you guys are great at running your business we don't know the first thing about (laughs) helping people remodel homes so when it's time for you guys to sell your business, some people will try to do it themselves, but they just don't know. So when they can come to us, we can take that lead and be that partner for them to help them successfully transition a business. What is it? So, you know, obviously the, the, the sort of crux of what Allison and I started doing, you know, a year ago with this podcast was to reach out to husbands and wives or partners, uh, married couples that run businesses together. What's it like working with a married couple versus, you know, one person? that owns the business by themselves. Yeah, so it can be especially difficult um, when you have a husband and wife who want to retire at different times or have different expectations on the value and what retirement's going to look like and how much they need to retire. If they have different uh, views on um, how they've handled debt over the years because that debt's going to have to be paid off so the assets are free and clear at closing. Um, If there's any marital strife going on, this is a very stressful process to sell a business. And so it can kind of uh, throw a little bit of fuel on the fire, if you will. Um, And then there's just the practical side of if there's a husband and wife working in the business and both of them are actually working in the business, there's generally going to be one buyer and now he has to replace two people mm-hmm. instead of one person. And if both of you are linchpins, both the husband and the wife are linchpins, that becomes an even bigger challenge because not only does he have to figure out how to either step into the shoes of one of you while filling the shoes of the other or filling both of your shoes at the same time and getting a good match. So um, it's it's probably one of the more difficult uh, scenarios if the husband and the wife have not both removed themselves from the day-to-day operations when they go to sell. Yeah. And I imagine there's probably a lot of situations and you, like you said earlier, where, you know, you have a husband that's ready to retire and a wife that's not or vice versa. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, Allison, I try to, you know, be as transparent with each other on when we're talking about our business and we tell other people to think about is try to be on the, make sure you're on the same page, make sure that you've had those conversations and you, you kind of know what the plan is and you, I mean, it's part of building goals and all of those things that we try to talk about, like have those goals and make them our goals, not just your goal and my goal, but our goals. Yeah. I think we did last year, we did the, um, the Michael Hyatt's life plan. And I think that was a really good 
exercise and kind of getting on the same page and verbalizing it. Yeah. Um, what have you guys seen as a result of the pandemic and 2020? How has that been affecting the way people are selling or how they're looking at selling their business? It's kind of it's kind of been an ebb and flow, really. At the beginning, it kind of froze things for a little while during the uncertainty. Um, but then after that, we kind of saw a resume to normal buyer activity. Um, people coming back up, um, especially with the SBA, doing some of their incentives um, to help people buy the businesses. That was great. And right now, it's we're kind of just operating as normal. People have more questions and want to look at the books and really understand how the business was impacted due to COVID. But we've had some businesses that have performed really, really well during the pandemic. So those are are getting a lot of attention right now. Yeah. And, you know, financing is a little bit more difficult to come by these days. Uh, lenders want to see more liquidity than they ever have, because if we have another uh, round of COVID or another pandemic type environment, uh, a lot of people chewed through a lot of their liquidity mm-hmm. um, in order to keep the doors open. And so <clears throat> the lenders want to see a lot more liquidity from the buyers. And they're also wanting to understand what is um, what is the quote unquote COVID effect. So how much did COVID actually impact the financials versus how much of it was organic business performance or underperformance. So they're really looking at comparing quarters 2019 to 2020 quarter for quarter to understand the COVID effects. Hmm. And I'll what? say to you, just uh, on a final note, the the buyers um, are are very um, many of them are very opportunistic right now, and so they're looking for a deal, and that's depressing our values and causing our sellers to take back a lot more financing than they ever have historically. What if what are buyers generally the most nervous about when they're trying to you know look at a business to purchase? Um, if it's going to be an owner operator type business. Business, it's gee, do I really have the skill set to step into that person's shoes? And how much of a hit is the business going to take because the seller walked out the door and I walked in? I think about a lot of small businesses and small business owners and and how usually the owner, it's similar in our business, how the owner is sort of, you know, like you said, the linchpin, the key person. And if it's in a community, a small town or whatever it might be that, that they know, well, that's Craig's businesses or that's Allison's business. And so trying, and like you said, planning years in advance to try to, you know, turn it from being that person's business to that business. This is a, a key step. That's right. That's right. What's a, Do you guys have a recommendation for a book or a resource that you have found has really helped you grow personally or professionally over the years? We've enjoyed recently reading uh, the Profit First Attraction books. Those have been great for our business. Yeah, we've we've really gotten into uh, Gino Wickman recently, and and are in the middle of also looking at traction. Yeah, we haven't looked at profit first. Can you tell me a little bit about that book? It's basically just what the name says: is putting your profit first to make sure that your business stays healthy and sustainable. Um, and so we've looked at just the different categories that he talks about there to keep our expenses kind of in line. Um, that way, we can make sure that the business stays profitable and can pay the owners what they need to be paid and pay taxes. So it's really kind of common sense once you get into it, um, where you're like, yes, we should make sure this thing is profitable (laughs) and we should should kind of prioritize that to an extent. So that's been enjoyable for us to kind of look at the percentages that he's suggested and see how that aligns to what we need, how we need to make changes based on that. And I would say um, I'm reading for the second time uh, Dave Ramsey's Entree Leadership. 
And that really has a lot of uh, good, if, if, if you're a Christian and a business owner, uh, there's, that's a lot of good Christian business leadership principles um, and ways to think about uh, running your business and, and doing it through a Christian lens. So for us personally, that's been really helpful. Um, and um, and when we run across business owners where that's appropriate for their belief system, uh, we certainly recommend that. That's awesome. That's awesome. We appreciate you guys being on, Jennifer and Kate. Tell us how people can find you. Sure. Yeah, they can find us on uh, Murphy Business of Cape. That's C-A-P-E dot com. Or they can call us at 573-335-1885. Jennifer Smith and Kate Roth of Murphy Business Sales. We really appreciate you guys joining us. Thanks for being on today. Thank you, guys. And that was a great interview with Jennifer and Kate. It's so interesting to hear them talk about, you know, preparing your business and getting it ready for sale. And maybe, you know, thinking about that five years or even 10 years before you're ready to sell your business. Yeah. One of the things I thought was interesting that Kate talked about is how they get sad because people don't come to them soon enough. And if we didn't know them, I would never think to at this point in our business career and our business life to be talking to somebody about, well, our exit strategy and planning those things. But it's true. You know, you've got to you got to think about the long haul. If you start 10 years out or even more, you can start to build a sellable business like we talk about. And, you know, I'm glad the things that Jennifer mentioned, cross-training your team, removing yourself from the day-to-day and building a self-sufficient business is really needs to be your goal before you're getting ready to sell. And that's kind of where you and I have been talking about where where are we going and some of the hats I need to take off. Yeah, it's interesting. We were actually in a, in a networking thing uh, last week and people were talking about in that networking to like look at your tasks and look at the you know the ten dollar tasks the hundred dollar tasks then thousand dollar tasks and as a business owner uh, you know you should only be doing those thousand dollar tasks you shouldn't be doing the ten dollar tasks right and how do you build um a team around you that you start to give away the ten dollar tasks and then the hundred dollar tasks and so you're moving your position and you're you're elevating what you're doing up higher and higher so that when you're ready to sell or retire the person who's looking at your business is looking at it and okay i can be that visionary as opposed to that person who's doing the mailing exactly so super awesome if you are starting to think about or need to start thinking about the next steps for you in your business definitely give murphy business sales a call that's uh, you can also visit them at murphybusinessofcape.com and uh, ask for Kate Roth or Jennifer Smith. They'll help you out and help you get ready and on the track to sell your business. Yeah. This week, uh, we you know they mentioned two books, and I wanted to make sure you everybody knew Audible.com. The two books that they talked about, Profit First and Traction by Gino Wickman. Those two books are available on Audible.com. And if you go now to our free 30-day trial that you can get from us here at Married with a Business, just go and visit AudibleTrial.com/slash/bizmarried, and you get 30 free days. Listen to Traction. Listen to. Profit First, two great books. Yeah, I've listened to Traction. It's really good. And Profit First is next on my list. Yeah, so definitely check it out. Well, everybody, thanks for listening this week. Remember, you can find us online. Look for us on Instagram and Twitter at BizMarried. You can also find us on Facebook. Just search Married with a Business. And don't forget, like, share, subscribe, tell your friends. You know, it's 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 a 
podcast that's not only about being married and having a business, but running a business. And and sometimes it's about our crazy, hectic lives. It's a good date night. It's a good date night podcast. Maybe that's what we'll do for our, our, our anniversary. We'll, we'll just do like, uh, we'll record like five or six podcasts. That's probably what we'll do. It's <laughs> probably what we'll do. Well, listen, everybody, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another show. And remember, not only is it important to focus on your business, but also on your marriage because we're married with a business. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week. Thank you.